0: I'm a big believer on without the beginning, without something Mm -hmm. set stone, you can't get to another position. You've got to start from somewhere Somewhere. before you start to identify. If you're not on that journey part, you wouldn't find the other things. You You wouldn't find the need for everything. You know, from what you're saying, it just reminds me of this particular quote. I feel like it resonates with, with it a lot. A strong woman knows she has strength Mm -hmm. enough for the journey, Mm -hmm. but a woman of strength knows it is in the journey where she will become strong yeah now we're building all those things you've built from the beginning from where you come now you can say oh what i'm doing now is what i wanted to do then yeah because you have something to compare it to yeah yeah hey hey people it's your girl Rae, and this is not format village people i think perspective is actually a gift it's a gift to have a different perspective to the other person you're having conversations with and it just makes it all interesting isn't it so on this platform we're going to share personal stories be open-minded listen in pick what you can pick from it do you understand on different topics because we're going to be talking about different topics from friendship to marriages to life happenings to growing up to backgrounds to careers to businesses so different people will be coming on this platform and I'm looking forward to sharing my perspectives my stories and exciting informations just for you to learn from it it won't be new things that you've not heard before but I'm hoping this platform will serve as a kind of a reminder for you to connect back to that that you need to connect to Once again, it's not for my village people, guys. Thank you. Amazing. Yet another episode of Not For My Village People. And today's one amazing one because I'm not here alone today. I am not here alone today. And it's exciting and such a fulfillment for me as well. Because if you don't know this podcast journey, oh, it started a while back. I attempted broadcasting. (laughs) I attempted quite a lot of, even the podcast stuff. I started with some other podcast route that I, I thought would be it and it never happened but look at us today you know at least by this time now we've recorded over a dozen of this episodes now and I'm just I'm bowling. I'm happy about it and I'm starting to think it's time to bring some amazing individuals onto the platform as well wonderful inspiring women Because I'm not the only one out there. I know I'm inspiring. I know you love me. I know that. But I'm not the only one out there. There are other inspiring, wonderful, intelligent, goal-getters out there, both male and female. And I can't wait. You're probably listening and you're guessing who she brought on today. Yeah, she's one beautiful Amazing lady. And it just takes me back to when I met her. I met this lady when I started, it was just right after I had my first daughter in 2018. And I was going into this journey of motherhood and I was scared, you know, with that mindset of you become a mother and your life just halts and nothing is going to move forward anymore. Whoever brought that kind of thoughts, like you become a wife, you become a mother and that's the end of it. So I guess with the thought of that, with that mindset, I was thinking, you know what, I am going to get in the driver's seat of my life and not let that direct my path. And glory be to God, I managed to get myself and actually a six-figure job at the time. I just had a baby six months later. I was running and you know coordinating and managing and directing the six-figure career path. So I decided to start a group called Intellectual Ladies, and right after we left the comfort of. My living room, because we started from my living room. Actually, one at one of our get-togethers, a lady that attended was she. Was, we were about to round up, and she said, "I'm going to a business brunch, and I'm thinking a business brunch." I have always talked about how we need to come together, especially as coloured folk folks, and start a business brunch where we are able to donate, contribute to other people's business, so it can get off the ground, so it can start. So to contribute and kickstart with their dreams, with their goals and their businesses. So as soon as I heard that, I knew I had to be there. I need. I knew I had to be at that particular business brunch event. But then I got there and it was all stirred. It was put together by this pregnant, beautiful lady. And I thought, oh my gosh. The way she carried herself, the way she introduced what she was about, what the old program was about. I just fell in love. I fell in love with this young lady, knowing she was actually secretly crushing on me. (laughs) Few days later, I left the event. Even before I left, I obviously had the opportunity to hold the microphone and I, I butchered it any opportunity to hold the microphone anywhere, I will collect that microphone and I will say it whatever however I say it. So I obviously went off with, oh my goodness, I'm so excited to be here. I missed all the intelligent, amazing women doing what I started in my living room and I thought, oh I was the only one doing it. But now you know, everybody's holding and hosting a woman empowerment program on Instagram, you see. (laughs) Thank God for lockdown. But then, before I even knew he existed or it was something that was out there we had started it and it was just a great opportunity to meet another young lady doing this thing not letting the whole storyline behind you get married you start having kids and your dreams has got to go on the back burner she was doing it. But a few days later, I've got to say Alshi, you know, how she obviously let me know. She was crushing on me as well. I got this text message on my phone. Hi, this is Mary. I just wanted your address because you did not get a mug that day. You know, what she's all about branding. Anyways, with joy in my heart, I'm introducing my co-podcaster today, Lady Mary Fash. She's a business guru. A senior, agile, development. Oh my, let me, I won't introduce that because I wouldn't do justice to it. So I wanted to introduce yourself because today we're going on the journey. We're talking about something. I started off a couple seasons, a couple episodes ago, ago. And I'm going to do a series of it um, on this journey. So this will probably be one of the first ones you're going to listen to. We're going to be talking about how far you've come. I told my story, and just so it doesn't sound like, oh, at least it was, you know, just a Belgium girl, one Belgium little girl from the village and all that stuff. And your story is um, you know, different, unique or whatnot. No, there are people with even kind of stories out there. So I am looking forward to bringing those people on this platform. But today with my wonderful friend and colleague, we're gonna be talking about Alpha, she's come. And I'll let her introduce herself now because, you know, this microphone is in front of me and I can't stop talking at this point. Hi, sweetheart. How are you doing today? Hello, I am fine. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, amazing. No, it's it's an honor to have the Lady Mary Fash in the building. So, yes. So, just introduce yourself. Let the listeners of Not Format Village people. Now, we know Village Person is on right now listening to this because, you know what, we don't want you in this space. But the Not Format Village people are listening. So, they want to know who you are, what you're about. I know you're already out there doing your stuff. But let's let's know more about, you know, Lady Mary Fash. Okay.
1: Well, thank you, Esther. Um, wonderful platform, by the way. Thank you. Um, So, my name is Mary Fashanee. And yes, a lot of people know me as Mary Fash or the business GPS, but I'm still in the transfer of knowing how to introduce myself to people, actually. So I'm just going to tell you what I do. (laughs) So I am an agile delivery manager. A lot of people don't know what that is. So I always say, well, I'm not a pizza delivery person. So if you've heard of Scrum Master before, it's very similar, except that there is more to it than that. So that's my day-to-day job, my nine-to-five or eight-to-four career. And on the way to becoming an agile coach. And I'm also a strategy consultant.
0: Woo, woo.
1: <laughs> and that can be on anything. So it can be business, career development. I'm not a career coach, just to let you know. So I can help people directly like, what do you want to do? How do you want to get there? Get a career coach. Hmm. So that's my that's what I do for business, for career, for purpose and i'm a mom of two got two amazing daughters i'm married to amazing king we're going on nine years now been married and yeah i have a ministry i also have an ngo which i run which is more about purpose discovery and also just to help women understand that they are made for more that's actually what the organization is called made for more international and our message is just basically saying As women, we are made for more. Esther mentioned something during the introduction that the narrative of women are just meant to be wives and mothers. So that platform or that organization is to rebel against that, to just show that women can be more than that and and can have it all. And can be a mom, a single person, single mother, a wife, excel, thriving, have a thriving career excellent business investors whatever you want to be um so that's what we do try to just remove and shatter the society the societal barriers that have been placed on women for so long that we can only be moms and wives there's nothing wrong with that but we can be so much more and just helping women discover that and enter into that purpose and power so that is me in a nutshell
0: wow you see why i said she needed to do the introduction because i'm here in my maternity outfit and i'm thinking of everything all those sophisticated words she's using and i'm thinking what was she on about what what's she talking about and I'm sure I'm not the only one in that corner you know my not for my village people listeners I'm I'm sure you're thinking wow wow like I am here and I know her guys I I know this person and she said all those amazing things but now everything sounds so sophisticated like how did you get here how how did you get here let's let's hear from you how did you get to this point Which part?
1: (laughs) That's the question. How did I get here? Um, Well, it started all the way back from Nigeria. So I'm Nigerian. I was born in Nigeria, myself and my siblings. So I have four other siblings who were born in Nigeria. My dad passed away when I was 10. So, but my mom was living in Jamaica at that time. And because my dad passed away, we had to live at one extra year without our parents. So we're living like family members and all. It wasn't smooth sailing. And A year later, my mom came back to Nigeria, then picked all of us. Then we traveled, uh, brought all of us back to England. She had bought a house at that time. My mom was a nurse. And so five children with a single mom. She was busy, obviously, working day and night just to make sure we we have roof over our heads, food on the table. And to today, I keep saying it was only God that raised us, to be honest, because we all turned out great. Thank God. We're five graduates and everybody's doing well in their own right. And then I went, obviously I started high school in England where I was bullied and it was a Catholic school. And that was shocking, like Catholic school, bullying. Mm, Okay, interesting. And it was very weird because we got, let's say we got to England on a Saturday. I started school on a Monday. Wow. It was a big shock. Wow. So I didn't have any time to actually get used to the environment, anything like that. It was winter, it was November. So I started high school then. I was bullied. After a year and a half, I was taken out of that school. Then I joined my older sister's school. Now this school, and I always actually talk about this, this story because I think it's very important that people hear it. I was taken to my older sister's school and this school was one of the worst schools in Manchester. Wow. What school is it? Then it was called Juicy High School. Juicy? Do they still? No, they've changed. Oh, all right, oh yeah, okay. they've changed. So, I went there, even though I, that when I went there was a, it was called Juicy, but then the government it was turned out to be an academy, so a trust, obviously, you know, started looking after the school. Now it was obviously if you know Moss Side, if you know Manchester guys, you would know Moss Side, and Moss Side is not known for anything good. It's where you say drugs, where you say gangs and things like that. So that's where the school was, and the students, of course, because the students are from the area, mm-hmm. so they're not
0: like great so this was the school you went to that was transferred to and after i've been bullied used all the sophisticated stuff right right we <laughs> want to know more
1: so i went to that school and it was but i had no choice like but my sister was there so i felt safe hmm, good my sister was like my protector even though at home we don't get along if anybody tried to bully me in that school they have my sister to answer to hmm. But the school got changed. It was bought by Trust and it became an academy. So Manchester, now it's called Manchester Academy.
0: I see. Ooh. Building
1: was changed. Uniform was changed. So we're trying, the school tried to really climb up the ladder and be better. I guess they, they needed it. Oh, they, know that they actually, needed that it. That branding. Yeah. And actually, when I then became an ambassador for the school. Wow. I was one of the ambassadors for the school. So we represented the school. So for me, it was more, i almost like, just because the school has a bad reputation doesn't mean we can't change it. School is just, a four-corner wall, we make the school. Correct. So that means human beings make the school. That means we have the work to do Mm. to change the perception Mm. of the school. So I was part of the business ambassador of the school. And of course, from there, I knew that I hated exams. Mm. I did not believe that exam is the right way to test someone's ability or knowledge. But I had to do it. I, oh my God, I failed my GCSE. I got, uh, I only had four GCSEs. I did not like English. I did not like science. But yeah, I, so I managed to scrape and pass English because I needed it for university.
0: Oh, yeah. So I got
1: yeah. a C. Like, oh, God. Thank wow. you. Wow. Oh, how like finally I can actually go to university with a C. You have <laughs> the
0: sophisticated <laughs> words
1: and you got a, okay. got a C in English. Okay. I got a C in English. I got B in so. maths. Yeah. Like, that's what I needed to get to university. And I'm fine with that. I remember getting my like, mom, my book is what I'm going to see. I was so excited. You would think I got a star. I was like, "Uh huh." Did somebody not get A? So why are you excited? You got to see. I was so dis. Oh my God, I was so broken. Like, you don't know how hard this was for me. You know, in school, and showing you that I'm sweat so that I gotta see. You broke me. Like, you know, you don't get it. I'm going to my room. Stomp to my room. I was fine after all. I failed science. I didn't have science, and because I knew I didn't like exams, I said I want to go to college and I want to do a course that would not allow me to do exams. Mm. So I started searching. So I found. Then it was North Trafford College, but now it's called the Trafford College. All right. And I found business. I said I hated science. I do not like maths. I don't like PE. So uh, I said, "So what can I do? The business? Why not?
0: Wow! So it started from as far back as yep. college. Yes. The business GPS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: I see. I said I want to do business and I don't want to do exam. So the only option I had was to do national diploma in business I was like well, why not so I went for it and one thing I knew is I always had power over my decision my choice I didn't like like my mom or society or siblings say why don't you try doing being a lawyer why don't you try being what I, like this is what I want that's what I'm doing I, I think I was I've been a rebel since younger age
0: I like see. you can't tell
1: me any different is what I want and I'm mm-hmm. gonna get it mm-hmm. so I went to that uni it was two years as college it was two years as well and it was so interesting because I remember when we started to write personal statement for university to apply. My mom told every one of us that when it's time to apply, make sure the university you apply to, you get three options. No, five options when you're applying through UCAS. Yes. Make sure all the five options you're going to choose are the top 10 of your chosen area.
0: Uh, how will that work with oh. your no see in English and with yeah with your business? Yeah. Career post, well, my mom you know? didn't like,
1: okay. Just make sure they're top okay. 10 of your chosen fields. I'm like okay. And I went I chose Aston University. I chose Leicester. I just few I can't remember just a few other ones. But Aston was my first choice. Because hmm. I checked their rating. They were like top five for business schools then. Amazing. So I chose that like but this you needed I needed two A's, two distinctions and a B to get in. Mm-hmm. Two distinctions and a merit. So damn, this is high. <laughs> but I looked at the GCS requirement, see, I'll, literally i just scraped. that like, oh thank God they accept C for English. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. So what we had to do a personal statement and part of people that support him said so you have to write a um pick a person to write about a business to write about and why you chose that business. All right. So I chose Body Shop.
0: Body shop as yes. a business, yes. All right, okay. To write about That's the cosmetic um, the body sh- so the sell soaps and, yeah, yeah, and things yeah, like that. Yeah,
1: when you enter the shop, it just smells amazing. I
0: see, and
1: I just because the founder was a woman, or is a woman. Oh,
0: so you've always been drawn towards supporting the woman. So the empowerment started long before now. Now yep. you did business, yep, um, in college, yep. and then you went on to university. What did mm-hmm. you study at uni? international business management international business and management, management yes. but all this while you are the because from what you're saying you have this i'm not book smart yeah. mindset yeah i am not book smart mm-hmm. so when you're not book smart when you're you don't have the book smart mindset what other mindset is available for us to go into just for those yeah. listening that you're feeling or oh, i've never been smart because i say that to my clients every now and again, or whenever I go for any event, I say, I'm not intelligent. And people look at me like, "Mm, what do you mean by you're Mm -hmm. not intelligent? I'm like, yeah, I'm smart, but I'm not intelligent. You know, intelligence is a whole different ballgame. And again, remember what I always say about perspectives. So you did all of this without you being book smart. So what helped you on that journey to even going college and then university? Because there are a lot of people that are not book smart and they Mm -hmm. decided, you know, I'm not even going to waste my time to go college or let alone university or the top 10 like your (laughs) mom wanted you to do. I think for me, it was determination. Hmm. Um, So my
1: mom pushed us because if you're from Nigerian home, you must have a degree. Correct. Right. Even the first if you just to please your parents, you must Correct. have it degree, only right? if
0: you are maybe adopted. <laughs> right. <laughs> Even like
1: that, You must have something. You know. Yeah. So the fact that my mom pushed me, so I know that if I'm I'm having this degree, right? I cannot fail. Mm-hmm. I don't care I'm gonna do it. The fact that I'm in it, I must pass. I must succeed. So that determination drove me to and I remember some people gave horrible advice that like, oh first year don't count. Oh
0: Lord. I got that advice as well. Did you get it? I got it because I partied. <laughs> I partied through first year nursing. Yes. We'll come back to that on another episode. <laughs> Let's go on with yes. this. So my first year, I didn't
1: party, but it just, I didn't put enough attention. I didn't put enough effort into it. So my first year, was I think I just barely passed mm. first year. And second year, when I was like, I need to do, now nah, second year matters. I need to do more. Yeah. And What I had noticed over my four year of uni, so I did four years because I did one year Erasmus in France. so I lived in France for a year and was that even though I'm not book smart, so I needed to do extra to pick up and to get to the level I needed to get to.
0: Interesting. So I
1: needed to understand how to read, to understand how to study. And that was where I understood how to teach because I knew how to study and how to explain it. By reading. By reading. Not just by, but just understanding how to read. So you can read and not understand. Correct. So understand how to understand through reading. Mm. And I was able to explain to people. I was able to use different characters. I was able to, that was what helped me. Using different characters, using my day-to-day life to understand what I've read
0: Mm. and explain that to
1: somebody else, then, oh, I got it.
0: So literally translation. So all of this journey, academical Mm achievements into how, how did he sum up to your journey of where you are now, because I know it's business and you're still in the business space. Does that mean you saw this future from that period? That was why you pursued it? Or what was the case? What was the attraction? Um, The drive?
1: It was when I got to France. So I did a bachelor's in international business in France. And there was a particular subject called strategy, global strategy. And I fell in love. Because it made sense. I don't know how to explain it. It's like more of putting logic into things common sense and it was only it was on a course that I actually star like, in it that was how much I was invested in it so I knew that from that day like I'm gonna be a consultant hmm. but I didn't know what in but I knew I was gonna be a consultant then obviously the strategy came about and that was it and I passed from France I came back to England I, I, I graduated with 2-1 it was fine and even at like this then, of course, I didn't get a, I didn't get a good job that I wanted to. I was angry with England, the old of UK. I moved to Nigeria, did youth service. You moved
0: back to Nigeria from the UK? Yeah. To Nigeria? Yeah, Nigeria, Africa. Village people. No, not, not for my UK. village people. <laughs> she said she moved from the UK to Nigeria? Yeah. Oh, if you know me, you know I'm a fan of Nigeria, you know, by the way. Anyways, yeah. I'm a fan. You know what I mean when I talk about I'm a fan. Yeah. So you moved back. And why did you move back again? Oh, for love. Oh, that's a different situation. So there are two reasons yeah, for
1: that. Love. that's a different yeah. situation. So I moved because my my then fiance was in Nigeria.
0: Ooh.
1: And UK was frustrated because I couldn't get a job. Because I thought I was best gift. I was a God's gift to every company because I went to Aston University, which was top five business school.
0: See that? Your university directing your part, unfortunately. It doesn't work. Bust your bubbles. Yeah.
1: So I thought, oh, and I had to one. I mean, how dare you not employ me? I was getting sorry, you know. We can't employ you. I was like, you know what? I'm done. Let me go to Nigeria. At least I'm British. People would, you know, hire me as expat and let me go and do the service.
0: I like that she said. You know, she's from the UK. <laughs> I'm British. Yeah, I'm British. You know, you go employ me. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Okay. Hopefully, that's my attempt of doing the British accent. Anyways, okay. so you went back to Nigeria. And you wanted those people to employ you based on your red passport? Was it still red at the time? Or burgundy? It's burgundy, isn't it? Yeah. Burgundy. Yeah. So tell me, what, where did you work? Shell? Chevron? Right where did you work? Nowhere. Oh. Shocker, right? Shocker. No job at all? Nobody would
1: employ your passport? I wouldn't say no job because I did work in Abuja for some time. Okay. But I didn't use my red passport. So okay. I worked in the government with my, my first mentor ever. But uh, you wouldn't say you will not call it a blue collar job or white collar job. would—it like was you just a you job. Wasn't an office job. You it know? was just a it job. It was a job, but it was a job that opened my eyes to a lot of stuff, right? Hmm. And I realized that even if there's a chance for my husband to come to England, I need to be in England. Hmm. I have a daughter. Uh, on this, uh, we've married. I have a daughter, and it's like this child of mine. She's British. She has a whole life in England. She can go to amazing school for free. Yeah. You have to go to good school Nigeria. We are looking to millions of naira to go to school. Correct. Yeah. But why would I be suffering? And then there was recession in Nigeria. So we just made it seem like, let's go back.
0: All right. So I see. We came
1: back to England. I started working at a government company. I was earning 15000 a year.
0: 15000 a year. Oh, 16000 a year. Yeah. Wow. From that journey to now, all the sophisticated, uh, that sounds like your day rate now, (laughs) isn't it? (laughs) 15,000 a year. Wow. You know, people have come from places. So tell us more about the UK space and what happened when you came back, you studied here and then you went back to Nigeria in search of greener pastures. By the way, what I understand is people come, it's the way around you. You leave Nigeria to come to the UK for greener pastures. But Mary Fash went back to Nigeria for greener pastures, but she still, she came back to the Mm -hmm. UK. And then you started this new journey of finding yourself. Yeah. Where you are right now, you've done the Academical achievement, mm-hmm. so everything Is there, mm-hmm. you tick all the boxes On the checklist, mm-hmm. now tell me this New space of coming back as an adult mm-hmm. To the UK How friendly, amazing, beautiful The UK treated oh God, you Yeah,
1: It was horrible So I started that job 15,000 a year And then my cousin said and it was fine at that time and I even had savings that was because I had my two moms my mom and mother-in-law and so they would take care of my daughter sometimes and I I didn't have to pay bills just supporting them so I had lots of savings everywhere and there and then my cousin said Mary you'll be good for this and this is where my journey of agile started you'll be good for a BA, because you Mm -hmm. have the charisma you have the you know everything like Okay, what is that? Show me. So he said, okay, you go for this course. is two weekends crash course. I'm like, yeah, I don't have. It's like four hundred pounds. I'm like, I don't have money. You know my job. That's a lot of
0: money. You know, of, on fifteen thousand annual oh, salary, four hundred is a lot
1: weekends. of money. <laughs> so then don't worry, I'll speak to the people. They'll give you this kind. of I'll support you as well. So I did the two weekends Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday. It was good, and this was 2017. But then I found that for me to be my husband and to be earning eighteen thousand six minimum. bring my husband in so I was on 15k wasn't gonna cut it so I was in that job for six months and I applied for another job a smaller company private company they were gonna give me 18 to 5 they said after three months they will increase the money I was there for like a year so not knowing that I was going from frying pan to fire because that job it was a toxic environment I I was depressed I was prescribed antidepressant by the GP wow Uh, my daughter was ill she had something to do with her brain. She was in hospital for a week. Wow, and that must have been tough. It was because my husband was not here, so it was just me. Of course, I had my parents, but they had to work as well. And so the company was horrible. So I thought, and anyway, in the process of putting my husband's visa in to come to England, and I thought, you know what, God, I've had it. If it's up to you, whatever you want to do, because I know almost office my call this company, and say, does she work here? I don't care if you say I don't work here. I'm today that I'm resigning that mm. I do not know where else I was going after that but I knew I had to resign unless I was I was gonna kill myself there and die of depression so I wrote my resignation letter I said I'm not coming back tomorrow and the way I wrote it I made sure I said everything that's happened to me in that company and they're like we can't accept that. Like, that's fine that's your problem I'm not coming tomorrow whether you accept it or not I was there for two hours like okay fine our lawyer said it's okay. Like, and we still pay for you one month. That's fine. So I left. Everyone on the for my daughter. Even not knowing where the next salary will come from. Hmm. I left. Went to pick my daughter from nursery. I went home. And at this point, God has been so good that we already got our first house mortgage. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. But I was like, where's the next mortgage coming from? I don't know. But I knew I had to get out. I got out. My brother law then told me, my husband's younger brother told me, do this. You know, money will come in until you find your feet again. By the way, I still haven't got jobs for BA. I've done my BA. I've been applying for jobs. Nothing was coming in. So after leaving that job, I started doing care assistant. Personal wow. care assistant.
0: The regular go-to in the UK. I don't know if you've ever, you know. I'm sure you have. It's not a matter of don't know. I always say about the fact that this is just a reminder. It's not something you've never heard before on this particular podcast, but I'm sure you know. You can count at least 10 people that came to the UK from somewhere or... At some point or the other, during a career transitioning, the care job, the care field, um, support work or care assistant was their go-to to to put food on their table. God bless that industry, by the way, because it does help (laughs) a lot of people put food while they're waiting for their dream job. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you went into that field. And how did that happen with, you know, with your you're mm-hmm. educated mm-hmm. and all of this, and you're British citizen. Yep. So, what was that like for you, or even for your mom? Ugh,
1: it was horrible. And this is not, not a dis to people that are care workers. It was just not my life. Mm. Coming from, at that time, I was, now I've been promoted. I was in like 21,000 plus at that time. With the care job? No, before the care job. So, I, was, right. I went from earning 21,000 plus to earning 400 pounds a month at a care job. Wow. And is a care job, not the one you work in the hospital or care home. I was traveling to different people's homes.
0: Oh, what's it called? There's a word there's for a, that there's one. No, um,
1: there's no care assistant. The,
0: yeah. Care. There's a word for it where you have to travel. Yeah. So you, you spend like 30 minutes at a client's place and yeah. then you go somewhere else. Yes, exactly. Domicil- domiciliary um, care workers. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. So I was doing things that I, I, I would never have thought because I'm like, I'm proud. I'm like, I'm from a good background. Why am I doing this job? but like a mate at some point, like I would cry in the bathroom of some of my clients, like, this is not where I want to be. I have all of these things. What am I doing wrong? Honestly, in hindsight, think about it now. If I'd met someone like you, for example, if you knew then, I don't know if you, if you knew about career coaching then, <laughs> if we had known that there's something called career coaching and mm. something that can help you, probably the journey would have been shorter. Because mm. I was applying for BA job, not like I wasn't applying. Mm. But again, everything works, you know, Mysteriously, God knows what he was doing. Correct. You know, God's is always the best. And I would cry, cry, cry. and this now is twenty eighteen, by the way. Um, I, we have a mortgage to pay for I have my daughter. You know, and God, thank God, there was a woman we found a babysitter. She was charging one pound an hour.
0: Mm.
1: Like, oh, thank God, so I can put my daughter there and then do my job. Then obviously I was doing event planning as well, so mm-hmm. little money was coming from there. And from there, thankfully, my my grand got the country. Mm-hmm. My first event planning was. No, not first. Destination event planning was yeah. in Grace. That was where my husband, So you
0: started a business at well, that point. At,
1: yeah, I started my event planning business. So I was in Nigeria when I was in Nigeria. Okay. I was very neat. I will continue in England. Obviously, okay. site also kind of stuff. So I got a destination contract in Grace. Then my husband messaged me on WhatsApp saying, Um, when would you like when would you like to see me? I'm like, what do you mean? The visa had been approved. Yes, I'm like, but I left the job, like I left this how job, did it happen? how did it happen, God, so that, like, this ending, this tomorrow, whatever, so it came in the end of August 2018, and then, look, long story short, I was still doing the job, and obviously, I got pregnant, been sick, still doing the care job, traveling up and down, and in October, I got a BA, that was my first, so from 2017 of during January, of doing my BA course, I didn't get a breakthrough until 2018 october
0: imagine for those of you that just want to snap your finger and you know this is for some of my clients i get some calls every now and again as a career coach it's a very interesting Mm. thing where you're like oh so am i going to get a job tomorrow and i'm thinking oh i wish i was that much you know i wish it was like that yeah but if you do the work you will get the job you understand and that's something so you got pregnant with two now you have two babies Mm -hmm. on the way Mm -hmm. and you're still going on this find me find me journey until I then ran into you with that that pregnancy yeah Yeah. in 2019 still hustling oh yeah still you know still (laughs) hustling still trying to get to where you're looking to get to and right now where you are right now is this it to be fair I want to say yes
1: for this season.
0: For this season. Look at that. For this season.
1: Yeah. What you mentioned the business brunch. And this is what I want everybody to understand, right? When we started that business, it was a post was going on showing me at that time as well. It was me and my partner then was say from Aunt's cocktail. Um was, oh, instead of us buying, you know, doing baby showers, why not us do business shower? Mm -hmm. It was going around. Mm -hmm. I thought, let's do it. People keep talking about it. No one was doing it. Right. So we we started it and, but what I did not understand then is what I'm doing now was what I was trying to do then, but it wasn't yet time. Journeys. So I started that thing and the, it was not clear even though the first event went well, the second event went great. They thought we couldn't do it because that's when my mom passed away. And, but I knew I wanted to support a lot of women in business. Mm. So I thought that was how to do it. Mm. And then we started that business shower and that time, the reason why he died, I wouldn't say he died because the dream was still, The vision was still there. It's just that how it's meant to happen. Now it's happening now. So your question about my vision then, am I doing it now? I'll say yes. Until yeah. God says, here's what's next. Correct. You know, which is basically, I want to support women in business, whatever, just telling women that like they can be whatever they want to be. They can be whatever they want to be, whether business, career, investing, being a mom, being a wife. So yeah, I would say definitely. I am doing what God wants to do, and I'm the vision that I had then. I'm, but it's taking me a long time. Mm-hmm. It's taking me a long time. I always talk about that where we are, we made for more. Now it was a seed of ten years ago.
0: Mm-hmm. I see. It's a seed of
1: ten years ago, but so I tried few things, thinking it was time to birth that thing Mm. but that's why you would never hear about because I named it later I named it bloom correct yeah you did
0: you did actually bloom
1: and I'm like I want women to bloom in whatever they're doing right and but again I didn't get the full download yet but and that's the lesson for me of tapping into premature vision
0: Hmm. so are you saying despite the fact that it was premature vision your journey to that Particular where you are right now, mm-hmm. the revelation of the season doesn't that mean that was the season you were in at that particular mm-hmm. time and what you should have been doing? Because without, I'm a big believer on without the beginning, without something mm-hmm. set stone, you can't get to another position. No. You've got to start from somewhere, somewhere before you start to identify. If you're not on that journey part, no, you no. wouldn't find the other things. You wouldn't find the need for no. everything. You know, from what you're saying, it just reminds me of this particular quote. I feel like. It resonates with with it a lot a strong woman knows she has strength enough Mm -hmm. for the journey Mm -hmm. but a woman of strength knows it is in the journey where she will become strong yeah now we're building all those things you've built from the beginning from where you come now you can say oh what i'm doing now is what i wanted to do then yeah because you have something to compare it to yeah yeah if bloom never happened or business brunch never happened before it became bloom We would not even be talking about any comparison right yeah. now because you probably have not even recognized what women were looking for, yeah, in the space or the season you're in now. Yeah. Every season you pick up along the way matters yeah. to where you're looking to get to. So when we talk about you've come a long way, how far you've come, the where you're coming from is a big contributing mm. factor to where you're looking to go to. And when you eventually get to that picture of a place, you will see that there is something more. Mm. Just like Mary has identified from where she was coming from up until where she is right now. And tomorrow, I will not be surprised if she decides, you know what, that season is now gone. Mm-hmm. So maybe just as a suggestion, blowing it out there, putting it out there, like I said, you know, it's not something you've never heard before, but maybe we should just refer it as seasons. Mm-hmm. Again, even if sometimes it's not even a mistake, mm-hmm. nope. you know, it's not a mistake. It's just the season. Mm-hmm. There is no limit to what we as women can accomplish. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> no limits. No limits. Whatever you want to be, be. Oh, there is even transgender these days. (laughs) If you decide you're man enough, you know, and you want to become one, (laughs) whatever the case may be. Just saying. But again, with strength, with where you're coming from contributes a lot. Your yesterday Mm -hmm. is the bedrock of your today. Oh, yes. Yes. So it matters. That season you're currently in, that you're feeling oh no i don't want to be here this is not for me mm. just make sure you're doing what you need for where you want to see tomorrow i was actually at lunch or a brunch with um with mary just the other day and part of the things we are talking about we talked about during brunch was the fact that what you want for your tomorrow <laughs> if whatever you're looking, you're picturing for tomorrow, make sure you're doing it today because what you're doing today is the picture you're going to see tomorrow.
1: Mm. (laughs) The reflection of
0: it. That's what tomorrow is going to be. So if you don't plant today, Mm. there is nothing to harvest tomorrow. And whatever you're planting, don't want to eat mango tomorrow and be planting cassava today or be planting pineapple today. Mm. It's not going to turn into mango tomorrow. Whatever you plant, in this season you will harvest tomorrow so be sure to plan what it is you want to see for your tomorrow Mm -hmm. work towards that journey because on that journey the deeper you go in that journey the clearer where you actually Mm -hmm. need to be will become Mm -hmm. thank you so much mary really appreciate your time and everything and no I I appreciate the friendship as well. And I appreciate the growth Mm -hmm. we've been able to record over the years. Mm -hmm. We started from, I was coming from that intellectual ladies platform and you were having your bloom Mm -hmm. and, what we've done since then, we were saying something at brunch the other day. We said, you know what? Then when we talked to each other when before we became that this coach that you know us <laughs> as now, you know, we talked to each other and we decided, you know, let's let's go and do it, let's go and register the business. If we were still waiting, that was in 2019. Right. If we were still waiting and saying we're guessing, we're not sure. Imagine how many coaches have, have started. Mm. I don't mean we, say, we talked about women empowerment programs that I've started since then now whatever you're sitting on get up get in the driver's seat and make it happen for yourself I appreciate you this is not for my village people honestly another episode I can't wait to bring the next person on no it's juicy it's juicy it's getting real it's getting real on here and I'm enjoying this thing I am a podcaster <laughs> i'm a podcaster guys all right enjoy the rest of your day bye for now